Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, 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 everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here in a a beautiful post-Memorial Day night. Here we are in the middle of the beginning of summer ever the kids are getting out of the school the traffic is less during the day and uh and our dear friend justin is back from his uh his sabbatical welcome back buddy hey, thank you for yeah thank you guys i know it's been about seven weeks uh and um, I'm back and uh, got a lot of cover tonight, so we got a lot to talk about. Has it been seven weeks? Yeah, it's been seven weeks. I know. Wow. Where did the time go? I know. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. I, well, got to, I got to listen to a few shows, and then a couple of times I couldn't check in at time, but uh, you know, I'm 100% back great. and uh, ready to go. Love, love to have you. And uh, Wolfie, uh, good show uh, uh, Sunday uh, on the car show. Yeah. Nice weather, and uh, a lot of cars showed up. Yeah, we got we uh, we filled the place up, which is really good. In the veteran resource fair, we had that whole separate corral. Yeah, and that really was good. Yeah, everybody was really happy. All the, the VA people all got some people. They checked some stuff out. Everybody was smiling. Everyone was happy. Gold Star wives were there. They're a handful. Oh boy, are they? They came in <laughs> uh, a bunch, and they just take over a show when they show up. Are uh, they driving bulldozers? I think I got bulldozed over. Oh, you the can't get. Buy them. Donna's wiped me out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on over here and take a picture. Come on over here and take a You got to take a picture. They are so outstanding as a, as a, as a group that, uh, you know, Justin, and that, I'm glad, I, I'm glad you're here. I want to ask you a question. There's 58,000 names on the wall. Correct. What would have to happen for the, some recognition for the two Donna's husbands? That both died years after from direct causes related to the war. Well, I, do they have a wall? No, but what they have at uh, Washington, and we just installed one down at the Fall River Memorial, Vietnam Memorial Wall, is a plaque that recognizes all those who died from Agent Orange. So um, they are recognized, but not individually. Okay, and oh, that's something that we've uh, made sure that uh, they were and, and they understand a- that. What we've said is, you know, a lot of these guys actually died in Vietnam and then came home to get Agent Orange. So and uh, there's the another crew too, Justin. That's that's you know we've we've talked about it before. I don't know how you do it. The crew that got medevaced out and died aren't on that wall either. And the people that came home and and didn't. There are a few. I think if they were directly wounds were directly related to their injuries, which means. Um, that would be then they would be on the wall. There are some asterisks. Seems like there's a notations. lot of gold star wives, husbands <coughs> that deserve to be on a wall somewhere. It's endless. I don't know. How you, you know how, it, how many how many how well, many uh, veterans um, uh, went through Vietnam? Two million. Two point seven million actually yeah. were in country, but you know then you had the peripheral uh, guys and other bases. The, the blue water guys. Right, well, yeah, blue brown. But you also and then you also have some other the other bases. I mean, you could be looking at probably four million guys who actually were served, quote in that yeah in that time. And I don't know. I don't know how you would um, distinguish to recognize who, who received what. I mean, a lot of the guys have passed away. They you know, and then you have uh, 
you know, now with the PAC Act, uh, they've accepted more of the Agent Orange affected sure. yep. diseases. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't know how you go back because a lot of those guys, when they died, it was just cancer. That's how it was yeah, labeled. Yeah, that's what happened to my It was just cancer noted um, or something else. And yeah, so, Kim's his husband was a diesel submariner during the Vietnam War. Right. And, you know, half a dozen years later, he's wiped out, and you know, no one can figure out why. Since we've been on the show, I said, oh, my God. He told me he never got a breath of fresh air. Right. So, you know, I don't know how you keep track of those, but meanwhile, that's a direct casualty. Yeah. You know, what well, that was just, I was just wondering, yeah. Justin, if we could, I mean, sh- should we start a wall? Well, let me ask you something. It took, uh, yeah. it took us about 40 years to get the PAC Act through. I mean, when the guys came home, they realized what things yep, going that, on. Now, yeah, but now we have you a know? hammer. Well, now, now we have the PAC Act hammer that that we're, now they we have a justifiable cause of this is why this happened, and 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 if it weren't so, they wouldn't be supporting the PAC Act. Well, <clears throat> it's taken a lot to get there. We're, yeah, night now, but now, we're there. right? But now we're looking for um, looking at the children and grandchildren yeah. who have been affected. And uh-huh. uh, there's only I think one uh, category that's allowed, and you had to be a female veteran. So that's kind of locked out any of the Vietnam. I mean, there were some nurses, but besides the eight eight nurses that are on on the wall, there were other nurses. But it's very specific right now what they're allowing. And we just got some. Um, uh, samples that have been at a base in Ohio. I think they've been there for 40 years. Samples, uh, blood samples that were taken of, of veterans, and those are being shipped to LA for testing. And this may determine what other children, grandchildren were affected by the now the Agent Orange. So it's it's, it's the it's, gift it's that keeps complex. on giving. Yeah, it's a very complex. Uh, yeah, not not an easy answer. No. There I go, answer, asking an impossible question again. No problem. But it doesn't mean we stop. I've been hanging around with Wolfie too long. Yeah, you, you know, you got to get it out there. Just know, yeah, just just, and you know, and, and, yeah, and, and you don't stop. You just we just keep plowing ahead. Yeah. You know, we keep looking at new bills to submit, and uh, see what see what goes. Hmm. All right, more to come. More to come. More, we'll, we'll be more, on it. More to, more to come. More and uh, tonight's show, we've got a tremendous uh, uh, young lady here that. Uh, 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 Justin and I, Justin was uh, lucky enough to uh, invite to come in, and uh, uh, we have the uh, executive director of uh, the battleship USS Massachusetts down in Fall River, Mass., none other than Megan Rathbun. Re- Megan, thank you so much for coming in tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm truly honored to be on this show tonight, uh, so thank you again. Oh, it's great talking to you, and just... Just getting to know you, I've known a couple of the past directors at the um, at the battleship. None are like you. Thank you. <laughs> None are like you. Uh, I, I don't quite fit the mold. No, no, uh, no. And I'm just saying that you're different. I'm not saying that they were whatever. No, no. But but you bring a whole sense of new vim and vigor to to quote John F. Uh, President John F. Kennedy. Uh, you know, to the to the to the battleship. Welcome aboard. Oh, well, thank you. And and tell us, uh, tell the audience a little bit about your background, Megan. Um, so I'm from Virginia, quite a ways away from here. Um, I grew up in Virginia, moved abroad when I went to college, came back, and decided that after working at the USS Wisconsin, the battleship in Norfolk, Virginia, this is what I wanted to do. 
with my life. Uh, my grandfather served in the Navy for almost 40 years. My uncle was in the Army in Vietnam on helicopters. My family has always been involved with the military going right back to the Revolution. Um, I didn't serve myself, but I thought this is a way that I can honor their sacrifice nice. and honor what they did. Yeah. Um, and so I worked on the Wisconsin, and then I moved out to Hawaii with my husband, and we both worked on the USS Missouri. I was on the curator out there. And tell us, oh, uh, we'll, wow. yeah, we're going to ask you a little bit later <laughs> on in the show a little bit about the Missouri. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now we have you back in, in New England. Yeah. Now I came back here to work on the Massachusetts, and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I absolutely love it here. Very nice. And tell us uh, tell us a little bit about the history of the Massachusetts, if you could. So the Massachusetts, Big Mamie, the biggest ship to ever be built up at the Four River Shipyard in Quincy, Mass. Oh, That's where I live. That, that yes, what, oh, That's where yeah. we live. Yep, she is, she is built wow. in Quincy. Wow. Um, so she served in World War II um, and has quite a few distinctions. She was in both the Atlantic and the Pacific. Um, but her her claim to fame that we like to brag about is one that she fired the first 16 inch projectile the U.S. ever fired in World War II, but she fired the last 16 inch projectile of any one in World War II. More than that, she was at the Battle of Casablanca. She fought another battleship, which is just by the by the time you get to World War II, battleships weren't fighting other ships as much as they had, say, in World War One. Um, but she fought the Jean Bart and in Casablanca, Vichy French battleship. And during that engagement, she fired what we believe to be the longest 16-inch shot on record that hit a target. Wow. So we are still going through some of the records cool. to really back and approximately up. how far was that? I don't know, but it is ridiculous. 15 miles? Uh, no, further than that, I believe. Further than further. that? Yeah, I'll have to get the exact number. Well, I know some of my imagine, staff are going to be... You roll like hell to get away from what? <laughs> if yeah. she's got you in her sights. The edge is under fire. Yeah. 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 Uh, they are. Uh, just got to be careful. From 16, from 20 miles away. Hey, I think from yeah. Fall River to Hull, I think she yeah. can hit you. Yeah. Those battleships could fire over the horizon more than 20 nautical miles. Wow. That's why they had seaplanes. Send them up to spot. So they could see where they... To make sure they dialed in. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it... S-E-A or S-E-E planes. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Only some Lithuanian. It'll take a Lithuanian physicist to figure that one out, Wolfie, I'm sure. We I'm got sure. that covered. You just wet your finger and you put it up in the air. That's all. <laughs> well, and at this point, we need to put our fingers up in the air. We'll uh, take our first break. Uh, uh, Larry, please take us away, and we'll be back to talk to Megan in uh, the beautiful, beautiful, wonderful battleship, Massachusetts. Thank you, folks. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, uh, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here with uh, uh, Megan uh, Rathbun, who is the uh, executive director at the Battleship Massachusetts, the first executive director from the Battleship that we've had since my dear friend Bob Haley, who just passed away recently, had been in and... uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, when Bobby and I were were, were, were were styling and profiling, we decided that we were going to have an event at uh, Battleship Cove, and uh, he and I put together a six-hour music festival down there that was uh, absolutely terrific. And the then president, because uh, he was, Bobby was past president at that time, and the, uh, the last president, uh, uh, this was in about... Oh boy, this this might have been seven or eight years ago when we did it. Uh, during the event, the president came in and said, "Boy, this is the most life that this battleship has ever seen." 
But you know, Meg, now, if you want to talk about having some gala event, I mean, it, 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 now you've got a complete package going on down there. Now somebody, that's, now that's a destination. Yes, it is. Uh, e- e- easy to get to your, your, your spot, but look at the other items that, you're, that, that you can see while you're down there. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, you've got yeah, we have the your big, wall right, is right yeah, up the, right up the one, parkway. 1.1 1. 1 mile north. You can walk it along the, uh, the new walkway they're making. And, uh, you know, the Iwo Jima's there, the Gold Star State Monuments. So that's Bicentennial, Veterans Bicentennial Park, which has all those monuments. Um, and then, like I said, it's about a mile walk along the, the river there. It's beautiful. beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. And right into Heritage Park uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, right into Battleship Cove, which I, I can't even tell you how much is there. That's that's what makes here for yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. Talk it, about it, all the things that are there, the new exhibit, it, the exactly. Vietnam War helicopters. So More than a battleship. Yep. So. More than a, you know, maybe that's your, your new model, more than just a battleship, you know? Yeah. I mean, look <laughs> at what you're... Look at what you're doing, and you got some new great stuff. We do. We just opened our brand new Vietnam: The Helicopter War Exhibit Memorial Day weekend, um, and that was a project that allowed us to bring our two Vietnam era helicopters out of the weather where they were and into a purpose built hangar, um, so that we can keep taking undertaking restoration on them, and also so that we can build an exhibit to honor all of those men, not just on helicopters, but everyone who went to Vietnam. Um, and who served in that war. Um, and that part pairs with the memorial we have on the Joseph P. Kennedy to those killed in action from the state of Massachusetts in the Vietnam War and then down to the other end of the boardwalk with the wall that we have. Um, and we're incredibly excited to have this exhibit open now. Oh, boy, it's a long time coming, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm sure. And uh, you, you, you recently had a, an, an opening of, your, of the helicopter uh, exhibit. Could you we tell did. us about that? It was, it was a magical night. Um, it was the first time some of the veterans who served on those helicopters had been back to see their helicopters since Vietnam. Mm. Um, it was incredibly moving. Um, the support that we had from the community, from the Vietnam Veterans of America Chapter 207, from some of the local banks like St. Anne's that supported us, um, we were able to have these veterans come see their helicopters, some of them to see each other, yeah. and to have this moment where we could celebrate and to honor them, and also to take a moment and to pause and remember all of those who did not come home. Yeah. Um, and these helicopters are able to do that. And you mentioned that it's the first time I've ever heard it called the helicopter war. Mm-hmm. I've not heard it. I've heard it called a lot of four-legged, four-letter four words <laughs> that we can't say tonight, but I've never heard of it as a uh, the helicopter war, but certainly yes, sky hel- pilots. Yeah, and, and air superiority, as we've seen, you know, even now in modern era, is so important in a war. And the helicopters, you know, we have a Cobra and a Huey, um, did so much of the heavy lifting in that war. And those crews that served on those helicopters did so much and came under such intense fire. Um, in class- With no protection. No, they're no armament. They're thin-skinned. Um, our Huey was shot down. Um, she took fire directly into our engine compartment and had to do a hard landing and then had to be sent back to the United States to be rebuilt before being sent back into the war. Wow, really? They rebuilt it? Mm-hmm. Wow, they fixed it? They fixed her and put her back into wow. service. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Yeah, so she served in two different wow. um, platoons because she was with the muskets before from 67 until she was shot down in 69. Then she came back and served with the Taipans. Hey, Wolfie, do you know if your buddies with the, with the helicopter are still looking for a Huey? Because last year they were looking for a new uh, 
a new helicopter. Um, I haven't heard that. They're always repairing the one that they handmade themselves. So yeah, she might be able she, to find one. Uh, we'll hook you up with that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I've got to see that one that they've made. I've heard oh, my, stories about oh, it, but I've never seen it's, it. It's absolutely breathtaking. It'll, it'll be in Quincy. Yeah, if be not, Quincy. Be, if, I don't know if, if, if it'll be anywhere. In the car show on September 17th. Oh, yeah, but home. we'll be in Quincy before then. Yeah, yeah, before you come up to Quincy. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's going to be at the... Uh, at the uh, at the uh, event, uh, mm-hmm. she's agreed to a music, ha- a music festival in Quincy at Paget Field on July something or twenty second. Twenty second. <laughs> if I give you the date, it's going to be the wrong date. You got the right month. That's a good start, Wolfie. And I'm very proud of myself. So it's the it's the Veteran Voice um, Music Festival in Paget Field, Quincy, July twenty second. Second. See. I'm I'm good within six seconds. Yeah, we don't use them for for the for for, for the details. Wolfie's a big picture kind of kind, kind of guy. You, you, you know when it's he's good to have that vision. Oh, and the, he's the standing joke is the facts. Uh, um, the story is a hundred percent true. The facts aren't too good. Not too good. Unlike <laughs> Megan, with the facts about the battleship Massachusetts, yes, who all the facts. Well, I'll are, do my are, best. Are, are exact. And I have an answer for you. It is 28,000 yards or 13.7 miles. Well, and that's the distance that, that the, the Massachusetts fired the longest shot that hit that's something. Incredible. That's a 16. I can't imagine that 16 it's. 16 inch 45. Wow. Wow. It weighs as much as a car hurtling through the air. 13 miles. Amazing. Being, 13 miles with yep. accuracy. With yep. accuracy. Being fired with uh, mechanical computers that are cams, gears, and levers. Oh, no, while the boat's ro- ro- rocking and rolling, mm-hmm. and it's still shaking from the last round it fired. <laughs> you, you know, I think, don't, I mean, it, did I hear that every round it fires, it pushes it in the water or So that's a misnomer. She, the ships don't move. Um, they, the ground moves. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ship doesn't move. The guns recoil back into oh, the turret. And, really? Mm-hmm, they recoil. Because if you think every time if the ship moved, they'd have to do a whole new firing solution every single time. Yeah, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. on Memorial Day, they actually do a 21-gun salute with these things. With the 5-inch. No. With the 5-inch, not the 16s. But even the 5-inch. We fired the 5-inch at, our, at yeah. the end of our, all of our, both of our events mm-hmm. there. We fired the five-inch And you can hear those reverbs coming off the city of Fall River just bouncing off. Oh, it's great, isn't it? It's amazing. We we still do it. I can't even imagine the 16s. I can't imagine what that sound must be like. We're six miles or seven miles from the Constitution in the turnaround. We all actually were ducking. We we didn't know what happened. We all (laughs) said, oh, geez, it's the Constitution turnaround. That's seven miles away. Behind a behind a hill, and with just a couple of islands in the way, and yeah. you know, but just the water is such a transmitter. Can't imagine what the classic story about Fort Revere <laughs> and Hull that had, I think those sixteen-inch guns is they fired them once because it broke every window from Hull. Because <laughs> 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 the standard thing was was that World War One. That were you responsible for that, Wolfie? That was rocks and coke bottles. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. I I heard your name mentioned as one of the perpetrators, but um, yeah, you, you, you know, it's only rumor, and 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 it didn't happen if you didn't get caught. Uh, just going back, just to give you a kind of an idea of what this project was, in uh, 1992, we donated the Huey to uh, Battleship Gove, and it really lay dormant until yeah. some person who's yeah. sitting next to me came in and said, hey, let's get this thing. And I, I can't be. take all the credit. Um, I've got a couple of board members who worked really hard, and we, you know, this this project was actually started by a Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism grant that we received. Beautiful. That we, 
Yeah, so the, the state recognizes the importance of Battleship Cove in bringing visitors to the state, but also in preserving our state's history, which is why they were so happy to give us this grant, which we then raised money. It was a matching grant. Um, and we're still raising money. We have more preservation to do on these helicopters. We have more work to do here before we're done. But it's been incredibly moving. Um, I was telling Justin a story earlier today that when we were doing restoration on these helicopters in anticipation of this exhibit opening, we actually had the some of the crew come up beforehand. Mm. And so we had one of the, the crew chief from the Huey mm. actually painted back the artwork he had originally painted on that helicopter oh. in Vietnam. He repainted TCB, taking care of business, back on the door. The same thing he had done wow. in the 1970s. He did it wow. again. And they have photos of and him in photos. Vietnam and now 50 mm-hmm. years later. Painting it back. Later. Um, it didn't have the pinup girls like World War II did. It no. It did. We're all coming down if this pinup girls right? get the bus. <laughs> no, this one, uh, the the, uh, the Huey served in two different platoons, like I said. It was in the Muskets and the Taipan. So Taipan's got the door, TCB, and then we, for the Muskets, we put their skull, which was on the front of the nose art of the Huey. And then the Cobra had a Cobra. So she's got her Cobra back. Um, oh, so we're really excited to bring these birds back to the way they were in Vietnam. How long have you been with the uh, the battleship, Mike? Almost two years. Okay. And how long after you started did you think that, that the helicopters should be taken care of. So this started before I got here, actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the, the Mott grant was awarded before I started, um, and that was through a lot of work, like I said, through members of the board and through staff members um, who really pushed to get this and through the state who really helped to get this. Um, and with that funding, you know, we've been raising money, and it's, it takes a long time to get things done right. We want it done right um, and restored properly, um, which has been a challenge. You know, we've had to put new rotors on both helicopters and things like that. So it's it's a lot of heavy and, and lifting. You, you mentioned finding the bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. It's not like going down to uh, Joe's uh, junkyard down the street off of 63 Amazon. Chevy. Amazon. No, yeah, yeah. Amazon. This is my, Amazon. my request. <laughs> Anyone has any spare Huey parts lying around their house, um, Battleship Cove will happily Happy take University them. has some human parts laying around oh, God. that you could oh, have, but I don't know yeah. about... Yeah. There's yeah. got to be somebody named Huey in there somewhere. Uh, Some glass. No, I need a helicopter parts. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Tell us how to how everyone can go down and visit and see that, and what's all that procedure involved. So we are open seven days a week. You can take wow. ninety five or seventy nine right to Battleship Cove. Um, we are open from nine to five, and you can come in. We've got you know walk through our gift shop, and we come right into our helicopters. If it's yeah, we first take ninety five, not twenty four. No, it's twenty four. No. 24. It is 24. From, from this area, it would oh, be 24. From up here. Sorry, I come 24. from the south. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. So 24 all the way down into mm-hmm. Fall River. And so it's, right there. it's technically Fall River right on the big river between Fall River right and Rhode on, Island. Right below right. the Braga Bridge. Right, Braga where bridge. the big bridge mm-hmm. is. It's right. Mm-hmm. It literally ships right underneath it. Yeah. What's, what's the landmark? I know it's a... It, it is the landmark. No, no, I know it, but from <laughs> somebody that has never driven down there before, what's... The Braga Bridge. The Braga Bridge. So take 24 to actually I-95 West. I-195. 195. When you get yeah, down the very end, it splits. One, one goes to the Cape, one goes to Providence. You want to go to the Providence one. Mm-hmm. And West. it's like the next exit down, two exits down. Yeah, good, good. And do, do you have to make any appointments or any anything? If it's a group, what do they do with so a group? So if you have a group, uh, we consider a group to be more than 10 people. Um, and if you have a group... Please let us know ahead of time. Reach out to us. You can go onto our website, which is www.battleshipcove.org, 
and you can send us a message on our contact form or you can give us a call at 508-678-1100 and just tell us you're bringing a group and we do have group discounts Otherwise, um, admission is 25 for adults, 15 for kids. We have discounts for veterans and active duty. And in fact, a lot of our weekends, such as Vietnam weekend, which is going to be coming up, we actually, those weekends are free for active duty. you got to let us know. What, what yeah. weekend is that now? Uh, that would be July 15th and 16th. And yeah. Justin here is going to be right there with me for Vietnam weekend. you gotta let you got to let us know. we got to mention that every, uh, yeah, I'll be every, mm-hmm. every show before then we should be... Uh, Mentioning that, that July 15th and 16th, uh, uh, free veterans admission with the DD-214. Or an ID. Uh, Families as well? Just veterans and active duty. Just And reservists. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wives, children? Mm -mm. No, just the veteran themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they also have something, I guess, if you go to Quincy, Salem, there's a... Yes, there's the USS Salem there, and we're partnered with the Salem. We have the Kilroy Pass. Kilroy was a real person in the Quincy Mm -hmm. shipyard. Um, (laughs) Kilroy was here. Was Quincy Kilroy was here? Yeah, yeah, that is here. Uh, that is, and so yeah, we have the Kilroy Pass. Yeah. Yep, and so that gets you. It's a discounted admission, and you get to come see both the Salem and then come down to Battleship Cove. Beautiful, beautiful, and that's good, like for two days or something. Yep. So there you go. Y- y- you know what a what a great history weekend, especially mm-hmm. summer with the kids out. Oh. You really want to do something. You're mm-hmm. looking for something to do. And talk about something different. Yeah. Talk yeah. about something different. And if you want to wear your kids out, just you go up and down the ladders. You'll make sure they'll have a great nap later. <laughs> Very. Well, uh, and Wolfie and I, we don't need naps. We don't need ladders to take a nap at any at any um, a moment. Is the submarine still open, that diesel? The lionfish, yes, she is. My Kim's husband, Bob, of course, who passed away, when he was healthy, said, Hey, let me show you the diesel submarine. <laughs> I took about one half a step down that ladder and said, I'm not your guy. No. The best thing is to go there to the submarine and the battleship because the scale, the, the scale. size difference is just an, it's amazing to see. But the lionfish, very cramped. I, yeah. I, my grandfather did that for his whole career. And Seriously? I don't know how he did it. Amazing to any of those guys like and, well, Justin here. I was on the, was I was on the yep. nukes. We were bigger, but yeah. my father-in-law uh, torpedoed him in uh, World mm-hmm. War Two in, in in Hawaii, and he was on those. And I, he was thank God he was only five foot five, I think. But yeah, wow. God, God love him. How was David Robinson? No, he can't. It's, no, it's seven can't, feet. Can't, can't get in. Can't he, he was a seven footer, and then and he was a submariner though. No, too tall. I knew someone no. who was six five on submarines, and I don't know. He walked like yeah, this, just kind of burnly, kind of like I got clocked one time. I I was on the run and I didn't duck far enough mm-hmm. and I s- took a header and uh, last time I missed yeah. I kept my head low. So I, I bet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Bob used to say you had to decide if you're going to sleep on your stomach or your back because you couldn't roll over. No. Couldn't roll over. Well, at this it's a point, experience. let's roll over and take our second break. Uh, Larry, why don't you take us out of here, kid, and we'll come back to hear uh, a story of uh, uh, of a project that our good friend Adam Gunn uh, I was responsible for. Take it away, lad. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, before we get back to our great guest, uh, Megan, tonight, uh, 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 the Abington Director of Veteran Services, our old friend Adam Gunn, and students, from, and students from Upper Cape Cod Tech held a ceremony to honor a Korean War veteran before his 90th birthday. WATD's Lenny Rowe has this. George Nixon served with valor and dedication from 1951 to 1954, but never received any of his medals. That changed on Wednesday. Upper Cape Tech carpentry students built a shadow box to display his medals and memorabilia from his service. I don't know. I'm still speechless about the surprise. I had no idea. Absolutely no idea. 
Dozens of people attended the ceremony on Flag Day under a large American flag hung from a born ladder truck. I think being in the service is good for you. Even if you go in for three years or whatever, I think it'd be good for everybody. Is there something that you're most proud of for your service? Just being a Marine. I'm proud to be a Marine. Nixon's granddaughter, Sarah Baker, performed the national anthem. Adam, who organized all this, his daughter goes to school with my daughter, and we met at a Veterans Day breakfast at their school, and Adam and my grandfather started talking, and Adam kind of took it from there as far as getting getting him his medals and getting him the things he deserved. So he was never, he kept telling us, I'm not getting any heroism awards or anything like that. I'm just getting these, just going to hand them to me. And little did he know we were having a, a surprise ceremony for him. So it was good to see him honored. He's pretty, pretty humble in, in that, right? I mean, he loves being a Marine. School Superintendent Roger Forget says this ceremony marked a special day for Upper Cape Cod Tech. So it went from just a shadow box for Mr. Nixon to the ceremony. It just continued to grow and grow. And it's truly beneficial for our students and our staff to see this kind of ceremony honoring someone who has provided service to our country. State Rep Stephen Exaros, Gold Star father of Marine Corporal Nicholas Exaros, led Marines in singing their hymn. We are proud to bear the title of United States Marine. Nixon earned the Navy Presidential Unit Citation, Good Conduct Medal, National Defense Service Medal, Korean Service Medal with two stars, and the United Nations Service Medal. Lenny Rowe, WATD News. Thanks, Lenny. That was uh, that was great. A great testimony to uh, uh, a, a great hero uh, that uh, survived that terrible conflict. That I don't know whether we call it a war or, or, or you, you know, too many men and women lost their lives. Not to not to call it a, a war in my mind, but be that as it may. But here we are now talking with. Uh, with Megan and and the about the glory of the battleship Massachusetts, but her glory lives on, and, and you're you're bringing her glory to some children. How are you doing that? So um, we will actually have almost you know 400 kids every weekend sleeping aboard the battleship still because since 1972 we have been doing overnights and. In that time, we've had over a million children who have come to Fall River and slept aboard the battleship. And what do they do? Just show up and say, hey, here I am? Or... Well, a little more complicated than oh, that. Okay. <laughs> um, you do have to go online and, yep. and reach out to us. It's predominantly scout groups and school groups. Um, we get girls. We have Girl Scout weekends. We do, you know, different themes depending on the time of the year. Um, and you come aboard, you check in, and then we have activities that run all night until about 11 when we say, all right, lights out, no more scavenger hunts, no more Morse code class, no more tours. Everybody go to bed. You sleep in 1940s racks the way it would have been for wow. the sailors. Wow. Um, Any complaints? Uh, the kids, no. Parents, sometimes. Okay. Well, the, <laughs> it's not the most comfortable. The parents are on board as well. But yes, we do require chaperones. Oh, yes. oh, oh. Oh, I was wondering how you controlled 400. Uh, that would be that would be Herculean. It um, would be. <laughs> no, uh, we do have chaperones. Boats. Yes, yeah. um, and you sleep aboard. You eat uh, dinner in the officers' wardroom, and in the morning we wake you up, and you eat breakfast in the officers' wardroom as well. And it's a lot.
lot of fun and we meet so many people. I meet so many people who see me when I wear a Battleship Cove shirt or a hat and they go, ooh, do you work at the Battleship? And I say, yes, I do. And they go, I stayed there when I was a kid. I slept aboard. And we have parents coming back that stayed when they were kids, bringing their kids now. I've even seen when I first started a grandfather who brought his son 30 odd years ago and now he brought his grandson to continue that tradition. Beautiful. Um, And it's just a way to, to preserve the legacy of those who served on board but also to teach children about the sacrifices of those in our armed services made and continue to make. Um, And a lot of times we have some different weekends, like um, we have this weekend is our uh, Women in Military Service weekend, where we'll actually have women who have served in different branches speaking about their experiences to the children on the overnight and also speaking during the day to our visitors. Um, We'll have reenactors talking about women in World War II, waves, wax, spars, all of these different roles that women have filled in our armed services. And then we've got, you know, our Vietnam weekend coming up in July, where we'll have reenactors there. Um, And, you know, if you were to sleep aboard that weekend, you would have the reenactors that weekend Um, and then we do World War II weekend in uh, September where it's another thing we have a huge World War II reenactment and we found kids really enjoy it it's kind of a core memory for them to sleep aboard the battleship sure I I, back when Bob Haley and I were involved and it was amazing as I walked around and gave people flyers you know that, that we printed up that they said Oh, boy, I remember staying there. What a great time we all had. And uh, there's still some dents. She's got some damage from... On the the battleship. Yep, she's got some damage from when she was hit a couple times. You can actually go down into second deck and see where an 8-inch projectile from a shore battery came through her teak decks and through her steel down into second deck. You can see the hole in the plate and see where the shrapnel damage was. You can see where there's shrapnel from the Battle of Casablanca. And we even have some 16-inch projectiles that were fired that are just fragments of what they were because they hit something. Yeah, oh, wow, wow. So we have two of those. And then and the, the artifact that I find the most compelling is we actually have the ship's battle standard, the giant American flag from the Battle of Casablanca that she was firing during that battle. And it has bullet holes and shrapnel damage in it. And we have it on display in our second deck. And that that flag and, and what it saw and what it was witness to with those men who served aboard that ship in that battle is just something that you can't really describe until you see it and you stand in front of it and you just get the weight of that. Um, and so it's it's something that we're always really excited and honored to be able to share with the next generation. You, you do sound certainly that you are honored and, and that you respect what what she's been through. Yes, and I think anyone who sets foot on her decks can't help but feel that. To walk that teak deck, to go down below, to see where those men slept, to see, you know, it was... It, it was hot it was crammed and it was hot or cold yeah and then you were fighting for your life and for your country and you get a sense of that as you walk around and i can't help but be awed of that sacrifice when i see it and, and the, the japanese were and, and fought, they, they fought in both conflicts yes, fought in pacific as well two two formidable opponents mm-hmm. you, you know we weren't you know this wasn't us against uh you know, Nantucket. Th- no. This was up against us against some big, big powers. Yes, and and the Pacific War was particularly brutal. Oh. Um, and towards the end, you get kamikaze yeah. planes that come in, which was a whole new tactic. That you know, when it happened in at Leyte Gulf at the end of 1944, we had never seen something like that before. Um, and so you think about being in the South Pacific and, and facing a foe like that and not knowing what the morning light will bring. 
Um, and so it's just something that I think anyone who comes to the battleship and, and even the, the submarine or the Kennedy, you leave with a respect for that. So there's more than just the battleship. There's more than just a Cobra. There's more than just a Huey. There's a a a uh, the dest- a destroyer escort. Uh, nope, it's a destroyer. A the destroyer. G- the Joseph P. Kennedy. Named um, after Joseph P. Kennedy. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Um, and she was commissioned in 1945 at the end of the year, so she was not in World War II, um, but she served through the 1970s. And her crew actually boarded a Russian freighter during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I remember. I, rem- I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Lionfish as well, which is a World War II submarine, a fleet boat, um, and she was actually stationed in Providence for a little bit as a training. Sub. And these must be dwarfed by the Massachusetts. Just a little bit. Yes. Um, it's a JFK. Is that the carrier? JPK? Nope. Uh, JPK is a destroyer, but the JFK was a... The, the Kennedy was a carrier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was just going to say, that'd be a little big there. Yes. Yeah. A slight size difference. Yeah. Um, but we also have PT boats. Um, and That's right. You have the PT do. boat inside. Yeah, six one seven, and and six one seven was the PT boat that was actually pulled in JFK's inaugural parade. Well, you know, and and mm-hmm. I, I I I talked to people that I loved PT one hundred nine, the movie. I haven't seen it in years. Well, do I have an artifact for you? Uh oh. So JFK after PT one hundred nine was given another PT boat to captain, and that was PT fifty nine. After the war, PT-59 was sold into private hands, and she sank in the Hudson River in New York. In 2020, they found her, and they brought what was left of her up. And if you come to Battleship Cove, you can see the wooden frames from her engine room being preserved in a tank right now. Wow. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, at the time, Lieutenant J.G. John Kennedy was the uh, commander of a plywood PT boat Mm -hmm. doing about 50 miles an hour, Mm -hmm. dodging... Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese destroyers with little with little torpedoes on the side and mm-hmm. maybe a couple of machine guns and yep. so and, I, and nothing nothing yep. else to protect so them. After 109, which is the famous one we all know, he was given PT-59 and we have part of PT-59 on display. Wow, wow, wow. And it's actually so it's in kept water. in the water so to preserve it. It's, so you, it's, you can't take it out because it'll it, just... It'll come out it, eventually, but right. we're, it's going through a process to remove the chlorides from the wood. Uh, um, uh, amazing. And uh, that that the whole that whole story, I thought, uh, of bravery and courage. And uh, uh, for those of you who might not know the story, uh, in the middle of the night, their PT boat got sliced in half by a Japanese destroyer, and uh, Lieutenant Kennedy uh, was able to rally his uh, eleven, nine or eleven men out of his crew, I think, uh, rallied them together, strapped them on the remains of the of the boat and they swam to a an island and they were there for a couple of days and then swam to another island and uh found a coconut and wrote the wrote the message mm-hmm. PT109 uh what a what a story of bravery and really looking out for his for his men you know mm-hmm. uh such are the stories of World War 2 Navy yep and those are the stories that we... And they go on today. Yeah, they still do. I mean, we still hear and, and witness amazing sacrifices from those in our armed services. Um, we, we had a gentleman on. Uh, we called him the human barber. Back, he was delivering, they were delivering, I think, maybe some secret thing relative to the bombs. So nobody knew where they were. And they went out to deliver this thing. It was supposed to be calm. And it was the worst typhoon mm-hmm. in 30 years. 
He's going out there. He got washed off the boat. Oh, no. They turned around and found him. Oh, that's rare. 50-foot waves. That's, that's a first and last. <laughs> they found him. And here he, he was here on our show talking to us. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, the stories of, of uncommon luck. Mm-hmm. That that might happen, and and uh, the Massachusetts has a bunch of those stories. She does has a bunch of. So now, what what do you look forward to doing with the Massachusetts? What do you uh, you have some big events planned this year in addition to the we do Vietnam Veterans event? Yep, we have our swing dance, which is our 1940 swing dance coming up this next weekend on the 24th. We've got our World War II weekend, which will be in September. Um, that's always a big weekend, um, and then. You know, as we make our way into the fall, we have um, one of, event that I really love. It's called Boo Bash, and it's it's a safe trick-or-treating event for kids. We all dress up as World I dress up as Rosie the Riveter. Okay. Um, and we hand oh, out candy. Nice. Um, and and it's, it's an amazing community event. We get all the candy donated, um, which so if anyone wants to donate candy, we are always looking for it because the more candy Don't we get. Don't tell that. Wolfie might drop a trailer <laughs> off at any end. Lo- yep. In the middle of the night, right? all of a sudden. But the kids get to <laughs> trick-or-treat <laughs> through the battleship and see us all dressed up as sailors from World War II or Rosie the Riveter or Windy the Welder and they get to get candy and and come through the battleship and learn all about the ship and it's so much fun Um, and so we do those events Um, we do memorial ceremonies as well our next big one we do one for World War II and Vietnam but then um, our September 11th ceremony will be the next time we fire our 5 inch guns in a 21 gun salute we do that twice a year Memorial Day and September 11th um, and then we hold a, a weekend for the Persian Gulf War as well. And we have lecturers throughout the year that will come and give speeches about different things. Um, and we also host them at our Maritime Museum, which is just two blocks down the way, our Fall River Maritime Museum, which, if you're ever curious, has a 20-foot, 8-foot long model of the Titanic from the 1950 film wow. Titanic. Wow. And it lights up. Wow, beautiful. I love it. In addition to all the amazing Fall River line artifacts and things that tell you the story of, of Fall River and the South Coast in the maritime industry. And, You're and more the than just industry. a pretty battleship, huh? We have so much going on, and I guarantee if you've come before, we've got something new for you to see again. I, 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 I bet. I mean, certainly the Hueys now, yeah, yeah, the now Huey all fixed up because... Mm-hmm. For years, they just sat outside, they and did. they were in. Be- you walked through the, the <coughs> souvenir shop, and mm-hmm. they were there, nice, but not whatever. I can't wait to go down and yeah. see them uh, all dressed up now. Yep, and we, we are still um, accepting donations for them because we still have a lot of preservation work to do on them. We've got to work on their interiors and get them back to exactly the way they were in Vietnam. Um, I'm incredibly lucky to have a lot of volunteers who help us, and a lot of them are aircraft and helicopter mechanics and have a lot of very specialized wow. skills, and, and they are really the lifeblood of our organization. Could you use some more help? Always. So anybody out there listening to us, have if you worked on a Huey mm-hmm. or a Cobra in Vietnam, come and join the party. Yep, or if you want to come grab a paintbrush and help us paint a battleship. Uh, how about our Plymouth folks there, that the aeronautics group? The well, the... Um, you CC, mean the, the four C's has that mm-hmm. airplane? Oh, uh, they're coming to the our event. Uh, no, but I mean, okay. they got mechanics, maybe yeah. young mechanics. Oh yeah, they might. They Any? they might because we're having uh, Cape Cod uh, uh, Tech is coming up and oh. they're bringing up one of their replanes that they re- uh, they replane one of the planes that they repair. Oh wow! Because they have um um aircraft mechanics. Course, course, yeah, okay. with direct placement into Cape Air. Oh wow, yeah, that sounds amazing. Standing beside them is going to be Bridgewater State University, mm. with their pilots program, with mm-hmm. direct entry to Cape Air. Mm. 
So w- w- you and I talked yeah, a yeah, little we'll talk. bit about the transition, you know, of something you did in the military. So now if there's some, some, some veterans out there that are wondering what to do, and you had a little bit of mechanical experience, not necessarily a rocket scientist or... They they're gonna teach you what they need you to do, but if if you've got some some ideas and some skill and some history, why don't you join the battleship? Uh, yeah. You and know, you, the crew of volunteers. Yeah, we have a, such a great crew, and you can you can pick what you like. You can volunteer on a battleship, a submarine, a destroyer. You can work with our helicopters. You can do anything really. We always need help, and and volunteers really really are the lifeblood of our organization. They allow us to do what we do. Now, years ago, they had a reenactment. I thought. Of of an attack on Pearl Harbor, mm. and they actually had simulations of of the machine guns in the in the. It was in a little space, I mm-hmm. think. Do you, do you still have that? We uh, don't have that anymore. And it seemed like it was yeah. difficult to maintain. Yes, that the salt water, a lot of mechanical. Uh, Problems and yeah, stuff difficult. would be had. Um, yeah, that predates me, so yeah. I don't. I don't know much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 it was only like what it was working was great. If it was ever all working, they never mm. could could get it. You know, could get it going. But uh, you know, with you with you uh, at the helm. Well, Certainly some things are changing. We are, and we've got a new exhibit that's going to be opening next year that we're working on right now that I'm really excited about. We're restoring our mess attendants birthing, which was a birthing department for the mess attendants in World War II. Um, and in that, we will be telling the story of what it was like for African Americans to serve in the U.S. Navy when it was segregated in World War II. Beautiful. And so we'll be opening that next year in the birthing compartment um, where they would have slept. And that is another program that's been found. That one's funded by um, Mass cultural council very nice um, and, and at this point larry i think we need one more break here kid why don't we take our last break here those clock on the wall says we uh need to wrap it up just about so larry take it away kid and we'll be back after these messages they're, they're free all, all of you blind vets out there yeah, go get your glasses and yeah. if you can't hear me Go get your hearing yeah, aid. Oh, by the way, it's free. Yeah, those hearing aids, that's all I could think of when they were blasting those 16. Every one of those guys is wearing a hearing aid right now. Yeah, though, for sure. But we got to talk sure. about um, the Marshfield, our Marshfield crew, yep. Lisa Potts and, and Karen Paulette. And they're having a wonderful uh, Veterans Coffee Wednesday, June 28th uh, in Marshfield from 10 to 11 at the Council of Aging in Marshfield. Yeah, and that building is... The only difference between that building and Disney World is there's no statue of Mickey Mouse. No. There's like three or four different kitchens and cooking, and really? they have all the food and the coffees. It's the best one there is. The Council of Aging yeah. in Marshfield, uh, Wednesday, June 28th. We'll mention it again next week. Uh, no, Don't worry about signing up. No admission. No nothing. Just show up and 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 and. Just have some fun and, and yeah, it's from ten to eleven o'clock, and see and be seen. And uh, we got one, Greg, just to let you know. I know it's a bit of a ride for you guys, but uh, Vietnam veterans uh, have a Father's Day breakfast this Sunday at the VFW in Route Six in Westport, and we have a get a celebrity guest chef coming in. Uh, George Latini that used to own the Mon Ponset Inn. Oh, my George, to, my George. He, the yeah, George. He's, he's, going oh, to be our, George. he's going to be our celebrity uh, oh, chef. he's the best. And uh, his wife will be there. So uh, it's uh, Route 6 in Westport uh, this coming Sunday, 730 to 1030, uh, for a veteran's breakfast. 
I think it's $15 for uh, adults and $10 for kids. Full breakfast. Nice. Uh, so nice. come on down to the VFW on Route 6 in Westport Sunday morning. Very nice. Very, very, very nice. And uh, the the battleship, does the battleship have, uh, what, what's going on coming up next with the battleship? So this weekend we've got our Women in Military Service weekend. Um, and so that's going to be just a, a really great time. Um, and then... The next event we have will be the 4th of July. Oh, um, if you want to come aboard and watch with nothing in the way of your view, uh, the Fall, Fall River 4th of July fireworks, the battleship is the place to do it. I mean, you can't beat it. You get to be on a World War II battleship watching these fireworks on the river. Wow. And it's just, it's an amazing night. And how about some kids that think they, they, they want to talk to their parents about getting signed up. How do they get in touch with you? Where should they call? So they can call our number, uh, which is 508-678-1100, or they can go to battleshipcove.org and look up the program called Nautical Nights, and that's that's the program we do. Um, in and is the, there a charge for it? It's $75 a head, but that includes uh, both dinner and breakfast okay. and all of your activities and things when you're bored. Um, and then we um, do them almost every Every weekend in the fall and the spring. In the summer, we tend to do maybe one or two a month, depending. Okay. Because um, most people in the summer are outside camping and things, and we do most of our events as well outside during the summer. Wow, so. very nice. Very nice. Well, you got it down, kid, I'll tell you. <laughs> Congratulations. I well, mean, thank you. You know, I love seeing the activity that you have going on, and uh, I, I think uh, Justin will, uh, will, will, would agree that... Uh, the helicopters make a big deal. Oh, especially uh, my guys went down for the opening night there, and uh, they just they they came just kept they called me and just said you got you got, you got to come back down you got to come down it's amazing so words getting out uh, and I'm I'm hoping for those uh, who served in country or took a ride in one of those babies come down to Battleship Cove and check out the uh, new exhibit. Well, I think that uh, Wolfie, we got to say uh, good night, but uh, before we go. Uh, Please, if you if you're not feeling too well, nine eight eight at the prompt dial one. You're going to get someone that's going to listen to you, that's going to care, and and folks, we are finding out that they are ninety eight percent effective in dealing with you at that point. Saying good night, sleep well, and we'll see you later. They're not just going to give you lip service. So if you're not feeling good. 988 at the prompt dial 1. Next week we got Dennis Devine coming in from the VFW. He's going to talk about the, the new projects the VFW have on and uh, uh, hopefully we're going to generate some new excitement that uh, we'll get some new memberships for them as well. So Good night, everybody. Thank you, Larry, for everything you're doing. Gino, thanks, brother, for My pleasure. keeping us up there, Megan. Thank you again for having and me. And that now you're in, so, you know, you're, you're one of us. So yeah, welcome. you're stuck with me now. Welcome to the network. I'm back at you. You don't know what being stuck is. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thanks, Lab. We'll be back again next week. Same time, same back channel. tell me where he